percent of the time it works every time. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. I drink your milkshake. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Cinefleck. I am your host, Ethan Colburn. Um, I hope all of you are doing well. I hope you're having a great December. Um, I am doing really well, which is part of the reason I have not been putting out uh, too many episodes, but I hope that'll change. I have a couple in the works, so um, hopefully I can get out get on more of a consistent schedule with that. Today, we are talking um, Barb and Star, which is the greatest movie of 2021, obviously. My favorite movie of 2021, uh, and hopefully I articulated why it should also be your favorite movie of 2021. Um, For this, I'm pairing it with the uh, fishbowl drink that uh, Barb and Star make in the well have i should say at the bar with jamie dornan so if you want a recipe for that check out my instagram at cineflex pod or uh my twitter at cineflex um hopefully you guys are following me on there and uh please reach out um it's been a while and i was really touched by seeing all the um spotify wrapped uh, things that I appeared in, which was especially impressive considering I only put up episodes for like half the year. So that was really, really, really sweet of y'all. Thank you so much for sharing the show and listening. Um, I was like 74 people's top show of the year, which, which was surprising to me. Um, and if you want to get involved, uh, please message me. Uh, it also helps if you leave a review on, uh, Apple Podcasts. I love reading those, so if you like the show, please rate us on there. Uh, without further ado, let me throw you into this week's episode. I hope you enjoy. Is it? Oh yeah, here we go. Sam, Sophie, welcome to the podcast. How how are how are you guys doing? Hey, Ethan. <laughs> so good to see you guys again. I missed you. Sophie, I miss you, you look too. very comfortable. You look, very uh, you comfortable. look like an old lady. Sophie yeah. Sophie is wrapped up in a blanket. Sam always has the same, like, uh, like well, what's the word? Like, mysterious uh, dark paneling behind him. My room and is dim, so dark all the dim, time. Dim, warm light. Like, kind of a warm-toned uh, orange light. Yeah. Anyway. Well, it- it could be brighter. I just like to make oh, it low. It, I, 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 I think it's, it's fine. better. It's fine. I me. could make my uh, my room a party if I wanted to. We're talking about Barb and Star. <laughs> Already hitting you that hard. Yes, we're talking about no, Barb no, and we're Star fine. go to Vista Del Mar. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Oh my Barb. <laughs> oh my Star. What? Who? What are you guys' first experiences with the movie? And um, how how did it hit you? Yeah. I watched this. I I don't know who. I think Ethan, you watched it first. I then you did. came out on who? It came out. No, I had to watch it somewhere online. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't streaming yeah, yeah, because it wasn't streaming yet. Exactly. Um, but I watched it and I had no expectations. I thought I was gonna be super dumb, but I really like Kristen Wiig, so I was hopeful for some funny content. 
And I watched it and I was laying on my bed on my, with like looking at my computer and I laughed so hard because it was so absurd and ridiculous. It, I just, I shut my brain off for the two hours it ran for. And honestly, it was such a great time. Um, I wish I was a little drunk while I was watching it. Not going to yeah. lie. I feel like that would have enhanced the experience. However, I was already sleepy at the time. So I took everything very, very, uh, not seriously. And I was just yeah. laughing at everything they said. It was awesome. That, that's the way to do it. Sam, yeah. what about you? Well, my mom actually saw it before I did. I remember she told me she watched it at her friend's house and she thought it was such a fun time. And I was like, and I remember looking at it prior to that and seeing that Adam McKay produced it. So I was immediately turned off and said, oh no, I'm never going to watch this. This is going to be a freaking awful. snob. I know. You Adam McKay's done, like, like, calm down. He's done Vice, but he's done other good shit. Like, calm down. Anchorman. No, and, and I just remember, and I remember looking <laughs> at it. He also produced Succession. Continue. I remember just looking at it and said it was going to be one of those, another like another one of those comedies that would die off and just be not good, just in general, not a good movie. But then I saw it getting surprisingly positive reviews. And I was immediately interested when people were giving this like very high ratings on Letterboxd and everyone online was on Twitter was praising it. So I, I became quickly surprised by how good it seemed to be and then just um, threw it on and I had a complete blast with it and it was so entertaining I never like got distracted I never checked my phone like this was so much fun yeah totally I think it just throws so much at you like so quickly that I think I I realized this watch through I think it's I think it's literally at the seagull in the sand uh song that you literally just give yourself over to whatever this movie is going to do. Because at that point, at that point, you've already had one musical number. You're on your second musical number, which I think is the last musical number. It's I mean, only except two for the main end, ones. Except for the end dance. The end. The end. That's not a musical number. But that's like a pit bull it. song that goes that's into just the credits. Like a, yeah. The movie's ending. We're fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But um, really really just a bizarre movie that throws so much at you. It inspired me to make this list on Letterboxd. It's just like a list of movies that are like SNL alumni getting to do yes. exactly what they want to do. And I feel like this is just literally from the minds of Kristen Wiig and Annie Mumolo. It's exactly what they want to be doing. It's like their weird chaotic energy. And I'm just so here to be present for like whatever weirdness they want to express. And it just doesn't, it, it feels so unfiltered from their crazy minds, which is so fun. I agree. No. Yeah. Um, I actually watched a lot of uh, Christian Riddick SNL skits uh, this past week for some reason. I don't know why I felt like it. And there's like a bunch of compilations on YouTube that are just like the best of Kristen Wig on SNL. And it's just, she makes me laugh. She's got some great characters on there and, for her to make her own movie about like just a, it felt like a giant SNL sketch and it worked so well. It yeah. was so absurd. She got to play two characters in the movie, polar opposites, yet still super funny. Ah oh, man, it was it's a big hit for her. I would say. That list you so, have, Ethan. It reminds me of Ted Lasso. I feel like if that were if that were able to be on Letterboxd, I would give it five stars in a second. I think that it's just, even though that obviously holds back more and it isn't completely chaotic, it is an 
SNL people getting to do what they want. And it's in comparison to Barb and Star, I think they're both not really, people didn't really expect them to be as good as they were. They didn't seem to be the type of thing that people would really be on board with, especially Ted Lasso. I mean, everyone fell in love with that show. And this is just one of those movies that doesn't have a right to be as good as it is. It feels (laughs) like, it feels like too entertaining. Like, I don't know why I've only seen this twice. I feel like I should have seen it more times. So I know this is my fourth watch this year. Good. Wow. And that's Good. not including the time because I bought it on Blu-ray. This is not including the time I watched the commentary track. So I guess five watches kind of. Good. Um, How was the commentary track? The commentary track. Okay. So it's, it's Kristen Wiig, Annie Mumlow, and the director, Josh Greenbaum. Mm-hmm. And it's mostly because I guess they filmed in Mexico. It's mostly just them saying like, it was so hot that day. <laughs> and then, and then, and then it was saying, so hot like, that day. Yes. I knew it wasn't Florida. <laughs> and, 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 and then just saying like, this scene went on like way, way, way longer than, <laughs> than this clip was. <laughs> like the scene went on for seven minutes. Um, and, and then the other thing that just kept coming up was how nice, um, Jamie Dornan is they were like oh he's such a sweetheart to go with this whole crazy thing like oh Jamie Dornan's so nice like that was <laughs> the bulk of the commentary track yeah I would expect no. nothing less right right I was surprised that people that not everyone is on board with this being the greatest film of 2021 um <laughs> you are really you're really calling both Sophie and I out here aren't you no 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 Shush, it's the greatest <laughs> comedy film of 2021 the greatest That's true film of 2021 and i and i i think that'll hold until the end of the year i'm serious i it's, it's the best jamie dorman film of 2021 by far I think you haven't greatest. even seen belfast yet. i have and I oh my like god it. oh you like belfast no. wow interesting <laughs> i mean no, it is kenneth like brenna it. he's very very pretentious and snobby he's 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 uh you know he's good sometimes 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 he's very not good I feel like it's so much my energy. <laughs> I could see that. You're, I don't you're... understand how you can not enjoy it. Yeah, it's very enjoyable. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to say it again. It's probably the most I've laughed in a movie this year, for sure. Yeah. Do either of you want to attempt to give a plot description of this movie? Sam. I'll go for it. Okay. Yeah, go Sam for it. Two middle-aged white women who live in a boring... Middle-aged is is the key word here. (laughs) Two (laughs) middle-aged white women live in a boring suburban town where they endorse themselves in a boring job that they have to give up on as the company is quitting. Sam, it's the hottest job in town. Yes, it is. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Sorry. Apologies. And then they sort of realize they don't fit in anymore and they want to move on with their lives try something new and you know (laughs) I just thought it was funny how (laughs) um which one Barb was it which one of them I I I, this is no 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 okay yeah so Barb suggested that doing something new would be to put in socks with individual (laughs) toes I just thought that was funny. And then okay. they, they travel to a vacation area in Florida and have the time of their lives. And there is a villain 
I think that's all that needs to be said. If you hear that in a story like this, you know exactly what is going to happen with that villain. The villain wants to blow up the seafood jam. That's obvious. Yeah, of course. Obviously. Was there a point in, did you guys both realize immediately that the villain was Kristen Wiig? No. Okay. It it took me, it took me 30 minutes to realize. Same. I literally thought it was Kate Blanchett. I, I could not believe they got Kate Blanchett for the role. No, but she's doing kind of a Kate Blanchett Lord of the Rings she voice. Is. No is. one like, can no. stop me. And she's got the no bobby one. haircut. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's doing kind of a Kate Blanchett role. Very pale. Yeah. Sam, yeah. you realize immediately? And you think we're yeah, both Yeah, well, I knew before. I had to IMDb I it halfway through and be like, is Same. it true? Yeah, Same. I, was I like, would not. I would not have villain. known. I I would not have known if I had learned that beforehand. I it would have taken me forever. It's a it's a movie in which Jamie Dornan leaves Kristen Wiig for Kristen Wiig. He's brilliant. That's, and that's not brilliant. even the weirdest part of the movie <laughs> at all. <laughs> but I swear to God, like, like I think I mentioned this in my first letterbox review of the movie. By the time like a talking crab just shows up in the sand a named Morgan, Morgan Freeman. Freeman that just has a Morgan Freeman voice. Like you're just kind of like, okay, like, yeah, like you just you're not, don't even think about it at all. You're not by that. By the time that happens, you're not shocked anymore. You're kind of like, yeah, this, this makes sense. Fun, fun um, fact about that scene. Um, yeah. Shawshank Redemption score is playing in the background as he's just going into the sunset in the water. I love that so much. It's so great. <laughs> I haven't even seen the movie. I just know the score because, you know. That's you haven't, seen, Sha- you haven't seen that movie? I know. No, that's like the, the most famous and well-known movie I haven't seen yet. So I've been putting it off. It's been hyped up so much and I'm afraid that's I'm really, not going to like it. That is kind of weird. Well, yeah, but it, it, it'll be kind of fun if you don't like it. You can just like hurt everyone's feelings and just write a really shitty review That's what the movie. I. But that's what I did for Halloween. I did not like that movie. And everyone was like, oh, no. Yeah, but but isn't it kind of fun to disappoint everyone sometimes? A little bit. I didn't like the feeling because I was like, oh, I'm disappointing everyone. I love yeah, doing you'll, that. You'll at, least like, you'll at least like Shawshank Redemption. I think I will. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to yeah. yeah. I haven't um, had the energy yet. <laughs> what are you guys' favorite, like, throwaway lines from the movie? I have one. Well, like, it's not, I'm trying to think of like, I'm trying well, to just I said it already. Line. The toe well, line should, about the should we do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a throwaway line. Like we okay. can get into like favorite. I have a couple. Line lines, but let's, let's get into like throwaway lines that are just kind of like. <laughs> I have one that made me really cackle and it yeah. was just very stupid. Um, I think it's Barb that says this while they're sitting on the couch at the beginning. And she says, God, it's so funny to think that all the raccoons in the world are sleeping right now. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I, forgot. And I was just like, what the? It's so random. <laughs> oh, I have one. I don't know if it's. <laughs> was the accent okay? The accent was great. The accent made it. I, I have one. I don't know if this is a throwaway line, but just the fact that in the, the first scene you see them together, they refuse to sell people a couch because they like sitting on it. <laughs> and they don't even own the couch. They're working at a store and they, they refuse to sell it to someone because they like it. I've told you so many secrets on this couch. <laughs> we should I fart on it. it. We should fart on it. We should fart on it. We should fart on it. I love how many throw And then they're about to like... and then the guys. <laughs> I love how many fake outs there are in the first five minutes. There's like the guy, you're like, okay, there's a newspaper delivery kid and then he throws one to one house and you're like that that one's beeping like what the fuck and then and then 
and then you go and and then you realize he's like part of an evil lair. Also, Kristen Wiig says later, she's like, "Oh gosh, I love that kid that I stole." I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I forget yeah. about every time I see it. Oh, that kid that I stole. Oh, I love that kid that I stole. Oh, it's not illegal or anything. <laughs> like, oh great. Um, and then and and then like cut to them with their little mugs and their little dance with their hair bobs oh yeah and when they're kind of just like they're kind of just like their shoulders are bobbing and whatever you yeah you, you're sort of you, you think you're in one of their houses because they're only shooting it from one side then you realize they're in a store and then you realize they work there and like there's so many crazy fake outs that yeah but that that like i said by the time you get to a talking crab you're like yeah for sure yeah that that makes sense there um I think my favorite throwaway line was um, either the give me your soup part of the talk. <laughs> we only talk about things that are in the talk. <laughs> give me your soup. Or, um, or hi, Edgar. I'm that disgusting mo- I'm, not, I'm that disgusting woman from last night. And the disgusting woman from last night. And disgusting woman from last night. Oh my gosh! Like There's just oh, so many great. Oh, 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 also, um, when she's packing the toilet scrubber and a back scrubber, and she takes it away, but then adds it back in, and she's like, "I want to use them as both or something like that." <laughs> a toilet remember. scrubber and a back scrubber. Yeah. Oh, oh wait. Great. There's one that's really good. Um, it's when they're ordering food at the pool, and then I think Barb says, "Every time I think of frog legs, I think of Kermit riding his bicycle and how much he uses legs. He really needed them." <laughs> and then she's like, that "Oh, I do feel so bad. Good. Oh, like, I, do I do feel bad. bad. I won't order it anymore." I'm gonna, and then she, and then Kristen Wiig's like, "I'm gonna order the um veal stuffed manatee instead." <laughs> what the fuck? Veal stuffed manatee. What? Who comes it. up with this? It's, I love it when they get to their first it. their first hotel that they actually stay at and she's like I love the stains I love the way that the stains look on the pool do you guys need sheets like yeah. you need a pillow need I don't think you need no a pillow. pillows <laughs> we don't have pillows is that okay and they're just staring at him like <laughs> okay we'll make there's do a, there's a great deleted scene where um where they're oh, where they're scene? going through where like star is is telling the guy her name at the motel. She's like, S is in something, A as in apple, and R as in rheumatoid arthritis. <laughs> <laughs> they should have kept that. That's brilliant. That's, that's how my mom talks on the phone. Whenever she's someone, she's R. like, M as in R. Mary, E as in elephant. <laughs> like, that's how, that's how that reminds people me... talk on the phone. Yeah, my mom does the same there's thing. A scene, there's a scene in Friends where Phoebe has to sound out her name, and she says something similar where she goes, P as in Phoebe, H as in Hebe, O as in Obi, E as in E B, B as in B B, and E as in LOMA. Should we start a talking club? Yes. Yeah. We should. We should start we, a talking what, club. What should we and we should pull out stuff from the movie and we well, yeah, talk about it? No, no, no. We 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 uh we can only talk about topics that are in I I actually should have done this for this podcast episode. I should have created both topics. We can do we right now. Talk. Yeah, <laughs> it's too. It's too much. I can't. I can't write. I don't know how to do you it. Can't lie. I can't you write. Lie. I don't know. Hey, hey, there's three. There's you can't. You can't lie. You can't. Uh, oh, weird like, sneakers. No sneakers. No, no sneakers, Ethan. No, no swearing except for the f word. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. 
I think I think what works so well for for me in this movie is um, it's it it's sort of like a like ten year old's idea of what it is to be adult. You know, like there's sort of like they have a threesome and they do drugs and like you know about that when you're a kid, but then they wake up and they're just piled on top of each other and you're like, yeah, that 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 kind of sure makes sense. that happens. Yeah. Sure, that, that, that's it's how kind of, that's how it works. It's kind of like they're so childish, yet they do like hard drugs and have threesomes, yeah. <laughs> and you're kind of like, yeah, okay. I really like how they kept getting distracted by all the little shops on the, uh, uh, like on the lobby or like by the beach. And they were like, just always with the shells. I'm like, oh, but look at the little shells. Like we want to go like snorkeling, but they're like, no, look at the shells. Wow. There was a, a, a shell shop called Shell or Hot, or he, instead of Hell or High Water. It's shell or High, high water. water. There was also that one was called Seashells. She sells, I can't even do it. She sells seashells. She sells, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was creative. She I really like the. She sells seashells. It goes without, it goes unnoticed, but I noticed it, so it was nice. Who's your favorite um, side character in this? Trish, if that counts. Trish, Trish, Trish that totally whole counts. bit of them going through what the ideal woman of Trish in the airplane and on the airport. And then, What's your favorite number? Four. <laughs> What's your favorite color? Green or something? I don't remember. She'll if, always be there for you. I love that. Well, what? What's a quality that 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 Trish has that you think is extremely important to mention on this podcast? I mean, just the fact that her name is Trish is good enough. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that they said it at the exact same time, like they are that close. I love how this movie establishes this relationship. She's um, they a are goddess mermaid. Yeah. I mean, the fact that her name is Trish, I don't know why, but that name has always made me laugh it, it, i just think it's kind of a funny name what is that short for trisha is that pa- an actual thing patricia oh patricia oh. that makes more sense yeah yeah trish. trish trish imagine naming your child patricia i don't know i don't think i could do it it's 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 a very middle-aged name <laughs> yeah kind of like a like um barb and star Ir- irving that's a middle-aged name. Rosemary. I'm just literally... These are, these are very these are old names. from the Chicago Sublock Tango song. I think these Ruth are older oh than God. Oh my God. and Rosemary. <laughs> he had six wives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ruth and Gladys, those are also... <laughs> yeah, they're like 90, 90 and above names. I've, I don't never know made, I've never met a baby Ruth. <laughs> hey, Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> also like it, so barb i assume is short for barbara, barbara no, no, yeah. no but they but they established this in the trailer star is short for starbra and then they're like in your name just barb so barb oh. is just barb and star is starbra oh well i anyways i just like that the opening is a barbara streisand song and a kid singing a barbara streisand song while riding i remember bike. watching the trailer and just, that just being the is, is, is that a barbara streisand song yeah yeah I think so. What else do you guys want to talk about with this movie? Oh, well, I just love how committed these performances are. Yeah. I think, I mean, you can, part of me thinks this, I mean, I love this movie, but even when I watch a film that I don't like and I can tell that the actor is having fun, I like it a little bit more than I normally would. 
There yeah. are a lot of these old Goldie Hawn comedies that are just absolutely awful. And she is clearly having a good time when, when making it. So part of me is like, oh, wow, that, that's kind of nice. Even though this movie's complete shit, I can still enjoy the fact that Goldie Hawn enjoyed herself while making it. But, you know, when it's a good movie and the performances are good, like it's even better, of course. Yeah, this this movie apparently was born out was born out of so so Annie Mummel and Kristen Wiig wrote Bridesmaids, and mm-hmm. they wrote a whole um, bit about uh, Maya Rudolph's mom and Maya R- Rudolph's mom's friend being named Barb and Star, oh. and they and they like they they wrote this whole like fifteen minute long thing with like the two of them and Kevin Feige or Kevin Feige right. Directed uh, Paul, it. Feige. Paul Feige. Thank you. Paul Feige. Yeah, thank you. Paul Feige. Because Kevin Feige is the yeah, Feige. That's how you say it. Kevin Feige is the producer for Marvel. Yeah, but the do, aren't their names spelled the same? They're I think they're spelled different. I'll fact check okay, that fine. right now. No, no, no. Fact check me. Yeah, destroy me. Paul Feige. Yeah, whatever. Is um uh was like that just doesn't add anything to the plot and you can't just like do things that don't add anything to the plot so how, how, how are they spelled differently please tell me okay um kevin feige is f-e-i-g-e and paul feig is f-e-i-g weird oh okay i thought, so I thought, kevin, I thought it was it. kevin Fi because when they were announced kevin feige Oh, I, you know what? I could be wrong. I am yeah. like the worst I think it is at Kevin pronunciation. Feige. That's but what is, I'm probably I've saying. Heard it. Paul Feig. Yeah, that makes Paul sense. Feig. Okay, Paul Feig is it, the it. one that did Spy. He, um, Bridesmaids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's good. Oh, also, he did, Last um, can, can we talk about um, A Simple Favor, which is a fucking fantastic oh I haven't God. seen it. I haven't seen it yet. Sam, you would love Sam, this. Sam, you would Sam, love that would, movie. Would literally, it's aggressively your thing. It's aggressively <laughs> your thing. I have no other. Yeah, that's such a great way to put it. It's so up your alley. Oh, my God. Really? I 100%. really don't know anything about it. Oh, my God. A Simple oh, Favor. please watch, watch it. it now. You're just going to lo- you're going to have so much fun. Oh, you're going to have okay. so much fun. Okay. Um. Anyway, so he was like, this doesn't make any sense for their characters. Yeah. to just like this doesn't make this doesn't drive the plot forward at all to have a whole scene with like this person's mom and this person's friend and so they held on to this idea and they just kept doing the voices on set until eventually <laughs> i guess chris wig became a big enough star that they were like yeah i guess we'll i guess we'll green light a barb and star movie so that's kind of how that happened hmm. i, have I a like question that for no. both of you okay um do you think do you agree with me in that Kristen wig is fully capable of giving a great dramatic performance and absolutely should do one. I think she yes. should be the lead of a drama. And I think oh, she would be Oh, have amazing. you seen Skeleton Twins? No, maybe. Yeah. I, I might. She was really good in Skeleton Twins. Because I'm thinking of Melissa McCarthy and how she did that, that Can You Ever Forgive Me? Yeah, it was brilliant. And it showed, and it showed that she can do both and how comedians are some of the most talented. I think, I think you need to see... So Skeleton Twins was must have been like 2014 or 15 or something, but it was like Bill Hader and Kristen Wiig had either just left SNL or it was at the very, very end of their tenure on SNL. And um, and it was kind of a dramedy like it was mostly dramatic, but it had these like few comedic moments um, and it just. I, I remember with that movie because I was so into SNL at the time. And I was so invested in these people's careers taking off because I loved them so much. And I 
and I saw that movie and I was just like, oh yeah, these guys are going to be fine. Like, like I, I felt like my babies had launched and I was just so, I was just so happy after seeing that. It's, 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 it, 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 it's a really good movie, but more than anything, I think it showcases the two of them together in more of a dramatic setting than SNL. Their acting chops besides comedy. That's awesome. Okay, if she was able to get a role like good enough and a movie big enough, I think she could even win an Oscar for Best Actress if she was able to pull that off, because I feel like she's capable of giving a performance that good. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, she was in, was she in The Martian? She was she's in The pretty, Martian. She, she was pretty was good in The Martian, right? Wasn't she in The Diary of the Teenage Girl? Or, I heard that was more dramatic. I, I don't know. The Diary of the... T- she, she was also, like, she... In the mid-2010s, she did a lot of, like, weird, dramatic indie movies where she really kind of got her footing. And then she also... Um, uh, Welcome to Me or something. There was, like, something like, like that that she did that was, like, okay. a woman wins the lottery and creates her own talk show. I think it was Welcome to Me. <gasps> yes! She promoted it because she went in dressed as um, Daenerys Targaryen from Game of Thrones to Jimmy, uh, Jimmy right, Fallon's Tonight right. Show. Kept, she kept, <laughs> it was such a funny interview. Up, she kept showing up on Jimmy Fallon's show as like, like dressed, as other, dressed as other randoms. She came in as Peyton Manning, as <laughs> Michael so, Jordan, as Daenerys the Targaryen. The, the first one was Michael Jordan, and this was like Kristen Wiig. She's not like, she's not doing like blackface or anything. She just puts a bald cap on. <laughs> and just a michael, michael jordan, jordan jersey. jersey and they're just like oh yeah like michael jordan's here and she's like oh hi how are you <laughs> like michael like tell us about your tenure on the bulls <laughs> so no, she, she does a similar thing with daenerys targaryen having not even seen the show she just yeah, makes totally. up the character on the spot and he asks like he quick fired rapid fires questions at her and he says he asks her what's what's her favorite catchphrase and she just goes hi <laughs> it's really funny. You can just hear her just like instantly regret it, but she says it anyways and they laugh. I love that interview. Um is is Kristen Wig the uh dramatic performer you'd most like to see take a serious turn? Probably. What are the other options? There there are infinite options. Um Bill Hader. Like I mean, Kate McKinnon? Was, Bill Hader was the one for a while for me, but then Barry's freaking brilliant. And he just Bill does Hader that. has range. Oh my Bill god. Bill Hader has really good range. My my three dream guests for this podcast are Bill Hader, Guillermo del Toro, and Edgar Wright. Gotta tag Edgar Wright in this podcast. <laughs> Edgar Wright liked my last post. We'll we'll see. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. He knows who you me. are now. He knows who he you know, are. He knows who I am. Yeah, I'm on You're famous radar. now. Why are we talking to you? Literally, literally, you I need be, better guests. Be, What's going on? Yeah, you you like picked us up the street. I mean, we're like literally, literally. I found you on the street like a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think um, maybe Maya Rudolph. You, did you st- did you steal us? Were we children? You stole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the children. <laughs> Sam's definitely a child. I stole. <laughs> <laughs> 
this podcast fine. is so chaotic. Um, it is. But this movie's yes. chaotic. It's fine. Um, it, it, wait, it maybe Maya Rudolph could do it. The... Maybe Raya Rudolph could do a really good dramatic role. I, I was. She's been in dramatic roles, right? Well, she's married to Paul Thomas Anderson, so she. That is the coolest couple ever. I, it's like, the I, coolest couple, but it's also the most. They're so low key about it. They're like yeah, not. Exactly. They're, they're not like. They're not always like posting on social media, like, oh, look at my cool wife doing this. Like, they're just, they're just like, they, they're just together and they have like three or four kids and they're just happy. Also, I had this interview with Maya Rudolph where she talked about how they just have on in their kitchen, they have a little tiny TV that just shows TCM all the time that just like plays classic movies to like try to like, like, infuse like classic movies into their kids and i was just like oh that just makes me so that's like so you guys and i'm just so yeah. happy for you guys also oh. also like like she never mentions that her husband is paul thomas anderson she's just like oh yeah my husband's off filming a movie in london and i'm watching this i'm like he's filming the phantom thread like you don't <laughs> like you know what i mean it's crazy is it's he awesome. english no, he's not. No, English. he's American. He's Paul very Thomas much Anderson. from LA. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, um, I was thinking Edgar Wright. That's my bad. Edgar Wright's English, British, whatever. What is this movie most missing, Sam? Uh, I've got one. By the way, just I'll let you go. Because here's the thing: like, if this film were over two hours long, like, I'd be like, okay, maybe this is getting ahead of itself. There are a lot of very famous comedians who, I mean, this is different, but they have reached a point in their career where they're just so big and go, oh, I can make a comedy that is two hours and 20 minutes long. And it's not that it's necessarily bad, but it overstays its welcome. And I really like that this movie doesn't do that. Right. Right. That makes sense. I am referring to Billy Wilder after 1960. Ooh. I he did made rec- comedies that were over two hours and I did, overstayed their welcome. I did recently watch Irma La Deuce and was yeah. slightly disappointed. Yeah. Um, yeah, Billy Wilder just kind of peaked at the apartment. We can talk about Billy Wilder. <laughs> um, I mean, Double Indemnity is still available for my podcast. No one has chosen it yet. Wait, wait, wait. I wanted to do Dark Victory, but can I do both? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Really? Sure. Can I do... Can I? Am I even like... Am I like qualified? Well, I guess you're just taking anyone off Twitter, right, Sam? Yes. <laughs> which can be, which can be a problem. <laughs> Stop doing that. I just um, picked them off the street. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I really yeah, yeah. am. I really am. No, I really did find Sam on the streets of New York. Um, oh wait, Billy Wilder. Okay, I feel like such a fucking idiot for not knowing that. Oh my god, what? I'm not. I'm not what? even going to say that. I'm not going to say that. You didn't Fine. realize he directed okay, I didn't know. No, I didn't. I didn't know he wrote Ninochka. Ninochka? Oh, I didn't know that either. That's cool. Yeah, I don't even oh, know what that okay. movie is, so like, yeah. I can't even be there. Right. Oh, I, I actually didn't know that he directed Sunset Boulevard. It's not like that's one of my favorite movies. I thought, but... I thought, I thought that's what you were going to say. Anyway. Damn. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so chaotic. Uh, Sophie, is there anything else you feel like this movie uh, is missing? Um, I'm trying to think. I wanted more Harry Potter references because they had when she meets when Barb meets Tommy Bahama he's like be the phoenix (laughs) you were meant to be and she goes Dumbledore's bird (laughs) and he's like who she goes Dumbledore (laughs) I love that I wanted more Harry Potter references 
So but I don't know. Honestly, a car chase would have been fun, but I, I think this movie had everything going for it. It had yeah. an, an, an like absurd evil layer and an evil villain and a like random plot, two musical numbers. I honestly would have been fine with one, but we had two. It was awesome. I think this movie like needed a Maya Rudolph cameo. And this was before we yes. were even talking about this. I was like Maya, Maya Rudolph, Rudolph or Tina Fey would have just like slayed a little tiny cameo as another middle-aged woman, either in their hometown of, by the way, I caught this this time. Their hometown is called Soft Rock, Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see. I didn't even notice that until this time. Oh, Vanessa Bay is Soft in the Rock, movie. Nebraska. Vanessa Bay is so, so great. I met her once. Really? How'd that happen? Yeah, she came to Purdue, my college, and gave a stand-up and... I stayed a little bit after having not known who she was because I wasn't into SNL back in college or at least sophomore year of college. My friends were, and they were like, we have to stay. We have to say hi. And I was like, okay, we took a picture with her and I had no idea who she was, but now I do. And I love her. And this is, it's, it was pretty cool looking back, but I, I didn't know. I, I like how you now have a picture with someone that you that, didn't know what that's the moment. even better yeah. i think that that worked out well yeah yeah that definitely worked out well but yeah she's in this movie i i really like her as an snl cast member though she's she's got some really funny bits and um she's very she's so bitchy in this movie oh my god <laughs> she's so funny as like the as like the dictator of the talking of, of the, the the talking club you're you're fine Paige. don't worry you don't have to you don't have to sneak <laughs> I saw her sneaking. There's a reflection of your Jesus. I literally just saw her like oh, the reflection God. of her going. Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. Hi, Paige. Oh, um, Sophie says hi. Hi. I've never had a movie that I love so much that I'm struggling to talk about this much. I we just honestly don't... drifted so much from it, but like we talked yeah. about SNL. No, no, we've we, we talked, talked about we talked about it, but about it. but we're only like 30 minutes into recording. Really? Are we actually? We, we can, we can, we can cut it earlier. But I, I just feel like for a movie I love this much, I just don't know how to articulate why I love it. It's just so chaotic. I suppose if you really want to love it, just watch it and enjoy it. It's not something that there. We don't is have to dive too into too much to just. Yeah, it's it's just there to entertain, and I really respect that. Yeah, I do totally. want to say. The uh, when they walk into the hotel for the first time and they start singing the song, all I could think of was, um, do you remember the episode? Do you remember the episode of Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, uh, where they do the um, the whole bit of like the welcome to the tip in where everything is free, trying to run in us for dinner. Let me offer you, a, you know, the whole commercial thing. No, you don't, I don't remember that. Oh my god, they do a whole they film a whole commercial for the hotel, and it just reminded me of that. The musical number that they do reminded me of like kind of like the musical number that they do for the Tipton Hotel in Sweet Love, Zach and Cody. Oh my God, I feel like such a loner. Oh wow. <laughs> I love the small part that um, that Michael Hitchcock has in this where he's just kind of like the hotel guy that like has that like runs the runs the weird um, like seafood jam and then sings the song and then is like, hey guys, someone was murdered so you can. <laughs> <laughs> you could actually have the room. No, it was missing. Like I mentioned this earlier, um, not on the podcast. 
individually what what did you guys think of the boob song in the hotel lobby i love boobies <laughs> so what's funny is when i was when i was going on when i was going through like the cast listing just on like the google suggested like cast people when you click on richard cheese which is his name in the movie it just pops up with his linkedin page like he just does this for like local um la parties like he <laughs> sings like little dumb songs by a piano I love boobies. All my friends from high school are dead. <laughs> I just think it's funny because I, I was like uncomfortable slash laughing hysterically while listening to that song. That's and, good. and so was everyone in the in the hotel lobby, honestly. And I also love how he was like, I'm going to take a break. I'm right back. And he, he takes a break for three seconds. I also love Speedo Man. I kind of like incorporate them into the same boat of just there's kind of like these people floating around the hotel that you keep seeing. Yeah, Speedo Man just like pops up and like goes in the frame and it's always drinking and drinking. He was like, Ooh. and then just like, and, and and then he hands he hands um Annie he hands uh Barb a joint on their little um yes on their little flight up there. What's it called? Parasailing? No, that's not. Oh. Is that parasailing? Speaking of parasailing, I love how those freaking old lady or the middle-aged um, pants got them to, uh, it turned into a parachute when they fell off that clip. I love that so Are there culottes? Yeah. Yes. That's, the culottes that's so play great. a very important role in this movie. It's a lifesaver. Literally. <laughs> um, have you ever been to Vista Del Mar? I want to go. Yeah. Yeah? What's Vista Del yeah. Mar? What's, is, is it a lot like this movie? It's like Narnia. It's like it Narnia? Exists. Does it exist? Have you been there? No, I don't know. I actually don't know if it's a place, an actual place, though. Let's oh, it is. It is. Oh, it it's is. in Florida. Oh, it's Can an island. Oh, uh, no, there is no definitive no. city mm-hmm. called Vista. Oh, wait. No. Oh, oh, yeah, there's just no city called Vista Damar. Yep. No, it just that's, pops why up I, the that's, movie. Why, that's why I said, yeah, it's like Narnia. It doesn't exist. Just, just don't that edit the brilliant. podcast. Just oh, don't edit no, the this podcast. Is, this is way too. I, people are just gonna be like, "What the fuck happened to this?" <laughs> You've been gone for six months, <laughs> and this is what he gives. Us. <laughs> this is what you give. <laughs> what heart? Okay, so I so I brought up earlier like what your favorite throwaway lines are, but like what what's your favorite like line definitive like like line of the movie? Dumbledore's bird. Solid. That, I, I freaking loved it. I lost it. Because that's what I think. Every time I think Phoenix, I go, Dumbledore's bird. So it's like straight out of like my mind. I I lost it. It was awesome. I feel that. I feel that. Sam, what do you think? I don't know. I'm I'm, I I already said it, but just the way that they it cuts to just them sitting by an empty pool. And it's just like oh my god, the guy (laughs) playing solitaire in the bottom of the pool. (laughs) That's good. And no, I just love the way she says, I love the way the stains look. I don't even remember what she said specifically, but I remember laughing really hard. That, that's they say so, so funny. many useless things, but like after a while, they like just need everything because they're so yeah, stupid. because it's so self-aware. Just, mm-hmm. It's, it's very so There's some things that they say that are just like, what did they just say? But you just go along with it because it's it. a hell of a ride. Yeah, you guys all deserve to see the deleted scenes from this. They're brilliant. What what was your favorite definitive line, Ethan? Oh, it has to be like your dong went so deep and touched my heart. I mean, that's just the, <laughs> it's like last night we did so many positions, and then that one position, 
your dong got so deep, it touched my heart. (laughs) (laughs) Sam and I made the same pose. (laughs) That's just, it's just absolutely brilliant. I just, I want that as my ringtone now, just you saying that. (laughs) Your dong touched my heart. (laughs) Brilliant. Ethan, do you think, what do you think about the romance of um, Edgar and, 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 and Star? Um, I thought I love the part where they they cut to like his dates with both Barb and Star and they have the same exact uh camera movements. It's like the exact same thing with the with just the different actresses saying different things. Actually, something I brought up in the last night in Soho podcast. Um, I think Edgar Wright um sort of started this resurgence, or like I, I mean, he definitely wasn't the first person to do this, but kind of started the resurgence of directors um creating comedy within the camera independently of the characters and i what feel does that like mean? well okay think about like Shaun of the dead a lot of the comedies and editing like not all of it but a lot of it is like fast cuts to the different like weapons that we're using or like like it's, it's okay it's not it's not just like it's not just straight like medium shots of these funny actors doing funny things do you know what i mean i think wes anderson uses that sometimes in his films too where the camera quick at its yeah little funny yeah, totally yeah but okay like, I understand. but like comedies in the editing and i think this movie for like a quote-unquote studio comedy is really creatively edited and i think that that's that's oftentimes what makes it like the like the quote where she's about to say fuck and then it cuts to Kristen Wiig sneezing like, like yeah oh, oh bless you or like or like the quick edits of them packing like I think I think I think a lot Can of I... this attributes back to Edgar Wright really okay I don't know how you guys feel I really I really also like um to add on to your quick edits uh yeah scene stuff i really like the when they're when they finish the fishbowl and they're kind of just like tripping and dancing they're having the time of their lives and then it quickly cuts to all the four ladies back in nebraska just like sipping on brilliant <laughs> and it goes brilliant. back to them having fun i love that because you're like they're i also out. i also like creative directing the whole thing with the table moving back into the bar where they're just kind of like oh i guess we're like that kind of shit that's what i'm talking about it's great it's absolutely brilliant and i just love how absolutely colorful every single shot of this movie is it is completely vibrant and eye-popping it is like a carnival to look at it is honestly like one of the best looking movies i've seen all year without a doubt it is i love movies that just whenever a movie has a very strong color palette like this it makes it more memorable movies with very gray color palettes are always forgettable because they don't stick in your mind is this the part of the podcast where i just shout imdb trivia at you guys until yes okay i love imdb trivia i love imdb trivia um so this one i did know jamie dornan actually sung his songs it it was his choice to tear his shirt off at the end of the song. He wasn't supposed to do on the commentary. They mentioned the shirt wasn't designed as a terror. The shirt wasn't designed as a tearaway, but he felt it was necessary. <laughs> I love that really good character or character decision right there. I, I agree. It's also excellent. Yeah, absolutely. They, they asked John Cheadle if it was okay to mispronounce his name, which I also like that they just had access to ask, Don Cheadle things. 
<laughs> Wouldn't that be nice if you could just ask John Cheadle things? Yeah. I'm just going to pronounce it Cheadle until John John Cheadle corrects me personally because uh I mean, hey, Edgar Wright liked your post. I'm sure Don Cheadle will listen to this and be like, it's Don Cheadle, not Don Cheadle. He'll probably give you a call. Listen <laughs> to this. We'll shout him out. That's great. Um, they they wrote and or shot scenes for a montage of reasons why Barbenshire had been fired, including writing notes with a Sharpie on the furniture, writing a moped through the store and jumping out of a cabinet to scare a customer who then proceeded to have a heart attack <laughs> we need a part two these are all great ideas for a part two uh, yes ha- ha- have you ever guys have you guys ever seen the movie a uh, wake up ron burgundy it's literally just a movie made out of outtakes from anchorman but it's a full hour and 30 long movie Wait, no, I need to though. That's amazing. And it has this entire villain plot line with with Amy Poehler and Maya Rudolph as bank robbers that they literally just watch cut this. from the movie Anchorman. It's it, no. it's just I need to watch this. Have I love ha, Anchorman. Ha, ha, have you ever seen the clip on, <laughs> on YouTube where Brick Tamlin is like eating this thing? <laughs> like Ron Burgundy's like, what are you eating? He's like, oh, it's a little uh so taco with with some with, with some ground ground beef in it. And then, and then Ron Burgundy's like, where did you get that? He's like, oh, I got that from the bin at the end of the lunch line. And Ron Burgundy's like, like, um, that that's a trash can, Brick. I think you're eating a coffee filter. <laughs> that was from the uh that was that's not fantastic. I, <laughs> yeah, but like some of those are just so funny, the ones that don't make the movie totally yeah um gary the concierge wore a three three-piece suit and as the daily temperatures were uh, were usually over 100 degrees he would sweat in it the ultimate decided to have to hide the sweat stains by drenching the entire suit in water oh my god that sounds horrible wow um there were alligators in the canal wait i'm gonna read this as as barb there were alligators in the canals that barb and star are water biking through and josh greenbaum didn't tell (laughs) i can't do it didn't tell either of them (laughs) until they finished filming dude that's terrifying (laughs) that's great are there a lot of alligator encounters in florida yes we there's so many when was the last time you saw an alligator um not too long ago because i went to the everglades for a field review um and there was a couple alligators in the canal mm-hmm. alligators um, have been the animal that I have i've always been the most terrified of they don't do so there's an so there's an area in florida called shark valley i don't know why it's called shark valley when there's actual alligators and no sharks but it's a bike path it's like 15 miles and you go biking and the alligators are just like ch- kind of just chilling there on the side of the bike path and you bike right by the alligators. That's horrifying. I did it growing up and I did, I'm not scared of them anymore because if you don't bother them, they will bother you. And you just but what like, if they I, just crawl through the thing? I know, but they're like, but they're like dinosaurs. Aren't they kind of, they're kind of like dinosaurs and you just like live in a freaking land of dinosaurs and invasive pythons. Like how do you live in Florida? They just, they're just they chilling. They're just chilling. Like, if you live in, like, the city, Miami, like, of course, there are not going to be any alligators there, but you don't. There have been. After hurricanes, they appear all over the city sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. What? I know. It's crazy. It's like they roam around. 
but then you have those people bringing them back to the uh, Everglades or try to get them away from. We see a lot of iguanas too, giant lizards. Yeah, it's very tropical over here. <laughs> so apparently, instead of Tommy Bahama, they wanted Panama Jack, played by Barack Obama. Oh, I would have loved to see that too. <laughs> oh my god, wouldn't that have been amazing? Yeah. Yes, amazing. Like a Barack Obama cameo in this movie would have been absolutely insane. Brilliant. Um, anything else you feel like we need to touch on here? Who would you rather be friends with? Barb or Star? Uh, Star. Star. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'd always choose Kristen. I guess that's an easy question. Dang. But I, I thought it'd be both. more thought-provoking. Though... though um, Having not seen Annie Mumolo in anything significant, I was very impressed that she could like hold her own against Kristen Wiig in an acting part because I I knew that she was a great writer. Yeah, she's a great writer, and I'm. It's so hard to like, especially so with comedy movies. It's so hard to 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 film stuff like this and 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 not and not laugh. Yeah, not laugh. Yeah, that's that's what Glenda Jackson talked about. She said that she said. Comedy is way harder than tragedy because if you're giving a dramatic performance, you know if you're convincing. If you're giving a comedic performance, you know you can't tell if you're funny or not because nobody backstage is going to laugh. <laughs> Sorry, I felt the need to do a Glenda Jackson accent. That's great. That was great. That was amazing. Um, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, I, I could never host SNL because I'd be giggling the entire time. I'd be nervous. I literally... I'd, I'd break horrible. character have, all the time. Ha, 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 have you ever seen Ryan Gosling host SNL? He's just breaking in every single sketch. I'd be like twice <laughs> as twice twice as bad as that. It would be horrible. I couldn't I couldn't get through a single sketch. My favorite sketch of his, which is wasn't live, it was pre-recorded. Um, did you guys watch Papyrus? Papyrus. Papyrus. Yeah, I know. Papyrus. Papyrus. That was written by Julio Torres, who's absolutely brilliant. That was such a great sketch i watch it all the time it's so i don't intense. watch snl much i feel like i should watch it more i've gotten so into it in the first time i really got into it. it was when i learned that carrie mulligan was on it and i was like "Ooh!" and then i let's be what's this new sketch show i should check out on this well, network had, called i NBC. had seen i had seen some but that was the first time i was like "Ooh!" Ooh. Yeah, that makes sense. Lesbian period drama. Period drama. I love Lesbian that period so drama. Much. That was perfect. Kate that was McKinnon the best thing I've it. ever seen in my life. Kate McKinnon <laughs> washing so carrots. <laughs> that was so brilliant. I love that shit. Oh my god. Honestly, this was a Barb and Star, but it was also SNL. Oh, and I love that the one that Jake on. and Su- Jason Sudeikis did recently because several of the um sketches clearly the writer had a deep admiration for jason sudeikis's looks and decided to incorporate that within the sketch oh i love that i love the teacher parent one yeah that was so yeah. fun i love it anything else you guys want to touch on on this film <laughs> this is your favorite film of the year it's my favorite film that. of the year do you do you understand why it's my favorite film of the year yes of course i've thought about this for a long time because i'm like um is it, I think I was between like this and like Judas and the Black Messiah also technically came out this year. 
haven't um, seen that yet. There's a lot of movies that came out this year, but I really think in terms of rewatchability, in terms of movies that are just going to stay with me for a long time, it's Barb and Star. That's good. I also and it's super Barb enjoyable. Effort was fun, and I feel like we didn't we didn't totally capture what we love about the movie, but we did capture the chaos and uh, uh, energy of the movie in this podcast. But that is what we love about the movie. That is what we love about the movie in a lot That's of ways. That's what the movie is. It That's was... what the movie is. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, do you guys have any wrap-up thoughts? If not, I can throw to quotes. Oh, yeah, the oh, quotes. Yeah, quotes. Okay, Sophie, uh, Sam, either of you can go first. You give. You can, you can quote any movie, but it has to be in character. Um, go ahead. Sophie, you go first because I can't. Think okay, of well, this moment. is this is super random. It's the only thing I can think of right now since we've been talking like Barb and Star. But the there's a character in Ferris Bueller's Day Off that talks just like Barb and Star. It's the assistant to. It's the, the assistant um, to the principal. Yeah. Nah. She's so she says to Ed, Ed Rooney. She goes, "Oh, Ed, you sounded like Dirty Harry just then." <laughs> you laughing. So her accent is perfect. So I wanted to that do was, that. That was character. perfect too. That was perfect too. That was. I, I that love was it. Awesome. Do you see like my little Ferris Bueller poster? Right I do. Here? I do. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. Sam, they all adore him. They Can it really just be anything? Because okay, <laughs> it could be anything. Okay. Well, I literally just did the most obscure quote from <laughs> Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So I love know. that. That was yeah, brilliant. That was and you, you sounded just like her. I really like summoned summoned her Thank to the you. forefront of my brain. That was brilliant. Sam, I'm really glad. Okay, I have been watching a lot of Katherine Hepburn films recently, so I figured, <laughs> why not? So, okay, there is a scene where she learns that, and I don't even remember, they're all the same, <laughs> that she learns that this man that she meets is actually married, and she's upset, and someone asks, are you okay? And she goes, I think my head is about to fall off. <laughs> <laughs> what? She says it like that, and then it like zooms in on her face, crying. She's like, "Oh my!" And then she turns around, and just the way she says, "I so love funny. Catherine Hepburn." I what? love. Can Catherine you say Hepburn. that again? Can you say, "I think my head is about to fall off"? I think my head is about to fall off. Just so stone cold. That's how she talks. She has a very, very specific voice. I love her. Oh my! So yeah. She's oh great. my! Yeah. Well, this was really fun. <laughs> this was so fun. <laughs> I had a great I, time. It was so chaotic. All if over nothing the place. else, if nothing else, I just had a great time talking to you guys. It was really yeah. fun. It captured the feeling of Barb and Star. Okay. Yes. We we were Barb and Star. Today. We 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 were Barb and Star today. It was absolutely we're brilliant. Barb and Star today. Yeah. Um, we'll see if this is publishable tomorrow. <laughs> Ethan, thank you for so much for yes. having us on. This was great. <laughs> It was really fun, you guys. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Ethan. You're the best. Woo! Woo!